0: So let's get to the Word tonight. Um, sometime I'm doing a series, sporadically, of characters in the Bible. So tonight I want to look at another character in the Bible, usually those that we don't know that much about, okay? So tonight I want to look at Miriam, just like Miriam. Okay, who knows a lot about Miriam? No, see, that's why I'm telling you. <laughs> Put that hand down, smarty <laughs> I'm only kidding. Okay, I want to talk about Miriam and give a bit of background. Obviously, when I talk about characters from the Bible, um, there's no one perfect in there except Jesus. And so I just thank God for all these other uh, people in there who kind of we can relate to in some way or another or we can learn from or take them as a good example or if they're a bad example, just... Um, make an in a vow that, oh, I'm going to not end up like that person, hopefully, by the grace of God. So at this particular time, um, Miriam, um, the, the, the people of God were not called Israel at that time. This is before they were a nation, and they were a group of people, basically a tribe. They were the Hebrew people who went down into Egypt because um, there was famine at the time, they went up to Egypt and uh, they were there under a pharaoh who was a pretty good guy. But then the next pharaoh was a really evil guy. And he saw that the Hebrews had come in as like 70 people and they were beginning to multiply. Actually, when they act- went out of there about 400 years later, there was like 600,000 men and that's not including women and children so there was 2 to 3 million of them went out. So you know God favored them, even though the second Pharaoh was a hard taskmaster and he enslaved them and he put them to work he was He put them to to be the the laborers the hard laborers in the building and of the infrastructure and even the pyramids and uh, he also taxed them. You know, apart from hard labor, they were, they were paying hard taxes too. And uh, the men folk were the ones doing all the hard labor. So it was a difficult, difficult time. And one of the, the um, couples that lived there at that time or in that Egypt was uh, Amram and Jochebed. And they were from what turned out to be the tribe of Levi, okay? Uh, Mirrod, so they, they had a daughter and they called her Miriam. Now, Miriam looks like a nice name, but actually it means bitter. It means bitter because the times were bitter. The times were difficult, okay? It also comes, the name Mary actually comes from that too. Mary or Mara comes from that. Now Miriam was quite an unusual little girl. She was an ordinary little girl, but she was a little girl that could hear from God, okay? And later on, uh, she's called a prophetess, but the, it's, this is not in the Bible, but the rabbis teach, because it, it doesn't say anywhere in the Bible where she prophesied, but in the Jewish writings, the rabbis teach that when she was a young girl, probably around five or six years old, she prophesied to her mother that the mum was, was going to have a baby boy and he was going to deliver the Hebrews out of their slavery. And that's why she's called a prophetess, okay? So, she was the first woman to be called a prophetess in the Bible, and we'll find that in a minute. She is only ever called the sister of um, Aaron and the baby that was born, Moses. She's Moses' big sister. And she was called, more than anything, she was called sister. (laughs) She was never called a wife, never called a mother. She was only called sister and prophetess. That's not too bad. That's not too bad, those titles, okay? So let's have a look at why she was called bitter and what that pharaoh was like. That pharaoh was so threatened by the Hebrews, he commanded all his people and he said, Every son who was born you shall cast into the river and every daughter you shall save alive so this was his judgment against the Hebrews I'm gonna stop these people they're getting too powerful too strong they might overtake me and so he's saying, get rid of the boys it's usually the other way around (laughs) it's usually get rid of the girls but he was like get rid of the boys why not the girls well some of his boys could marry them okay there you go so this is why um, things were difficult at that time they were Slaves, they were under a hard taskmaster, and they were under a horrible uh, person who didn't have any problem getting rid of babies, all right? And so that's exactly what happened. That's exactly what happened. They were killing all the baby boys. And so Miriam's parents had just had this little baby, and he was three months old. they tried to hide him but I guess he cried or whatever, but they, it says that the mum couldn't hide him anymore. And so if you know the story, she made a little um, ark, kind of thing. Weird. And, yeah, it made it out of um, reeds and and then she sealed it so it wouldn't sink and she put him in it and she sent it down the Nile River, not knowing what was gonna happen. And she sent her young daughter, Miriam, to go with it. And you all know this story? If you don't, go to the book of Exodus and read it. Anyway, so this little thing, this little little cradle thing is just floating down the river. And Pharaoh's daughter, this man's daughter, is down there and she's gone down to Wash in the river. And she sees this little floating thing. And she says, hey, to her servants, go and open it. So when she opened it, she saw the child. It's like, oh, there's a baby in there. And behold, the baby wept. He starts crying. She had compassion on him and said, this is one of the Hebrews' children. This is one of the Hebrews' children. Maybe he was wrapped in some, you know, Clothing or had a certain features who knows, but she knew immediately. This is one of the Hebrews children Her father has decreed that all these little boys Should be killed what's she gonna do? She's having compassion because it's a baby. He's crying. She identifies who he is and Then in that moment Miriam His sister there she is the sister his sister, she pops up and intervenes. She said to Pharaoh's daughter, shall I go and call a nurse for you, for the Hebrew, from the Hebrew women, that she may nurse the child for you? Wow, how amazing. And Pharaoh's daughter said to her, go. This is an amazing story. This is a miracle story. This is the delivering power of God, the intervening power of God in impossible situations. This little girl is actually risking her life by intervening like that, and this Pharaoh's daughter is actually risking her life by taking a Hebrew child and saving it, okay? And how wise How on the spot, what a quick thinker was Miriam. She didn't know what was going to happen. She didn't know Pharaoh's daughter was going to be there. She didn't know that she was going to stop for a moment and hesitate, oh. And she jumped in and took the opportunity and said, I I know someone who can help you with this situation. So the maiden, that's Miriam, Miriam went and called the child's mother. It's her own mom. Mom, quick, Come quick. (laughs) Then Pharaoh's daughter said to her, this is Moses' actual mother. Take this child away and nurse him for me and I will give you your wages. (laughs) How awesome. She not only gets to raise her child for a certain amount of time to make sure he's safe, to make sure he's provided for, But she's also going to get paid for it. (laughs) How cool is God? Okay. And of course, you know, Moses was the deliverer of the people of God, but his sister was the deliverer of him. That's Miriam. Okay. Of course, years later, um, when he's about... 20 years old or 40 years old or something Moses rises up as Prince of Egypt he's raised in Egypt as Pharaoh's child and then he sees one of the Egyptians oppressing the Hebrews, he knows his Hebrews been raised by his Hebrew mum to a certain amount of time, he's got that understanding and he sees a Hebrew slave being beaten by an Egyptian so he tries he kills him and then he's on the run he thinks i've done the right thing but he hasn't he's on the run he's 40 years out in midian out in the desert okay so when he's 80 years old god brings him back to be the deliverer brings him back to be the deliverer so he is chosen by god and everyone looks at moses he's the leader he's chosen by god okay he goes back to egypt He confronts Pharaoh with his brother Aaron. And of course, after the plagues, after a lot of convincing by God through various plagues, Pharaoh lets the people go. And off they go on an 11-day trip that took 40 years, okay? Because they didn't follow the leading of the Lord. Then the Lord brings them to the Red Sea and of course speaks to Moses and says, hold out the rod, the Red Sea passes as the Egyptians are tracking them down, trying to kill them, bring them back, whatever they want to do, God is going to thwart them, God will take care of his people so the Lord saved Israel that day out of the hand of the Egyptians the waters came back they drowned, Israel saw the Egyptians dead on the seashore you know when you come against Israel you're coming against the apple of God's eye The Lord saved Israel that day out of the hand of the Egyptians and Israel saw the Egyptians dead on the seashore. They saw the delivering power of God and Miriam was there that day too. And thus Israel saw the great work which the Lord had done in Egypt and so the people feared the Lord. They saw the plagues that God brought. They saw the delivering through the Red Sea. So the people feared the Lord and believe the Lord and his servant Moses okay now as you read that you go yeah that's good but getting back to Miriam getting back to Miriam here she saw that they feared the Lord and they believed the Lord but also his servant Moses and so she sees that the people are starting to really focus on Moses and so she points the people back to the Lord. After the great victory, it says, Then Miriam, the prophetess, the sister of Aaron, took the timbrel in her hand because of the victory that God brought. Temples is a tambourine. She took the timbrel in her hand, and all the women went out after her with timbrels and with dancers. So after this great victory, And the people are looking at God, but they're also looking at Moses. She helps point them back to the Lord. The people sang a song for the first 19 verses as a song of Moses. But then Miriam adds her part. This is what she, she sang. Miriam answered them, sing to the Lord. To the Lord. It's not about Moses. It's about the Lord. Sing to the Lord. For he has triumphed gloriously. Only God could do that. The horse and its rider he has thrown into the sea. I will sing unto the Lord for he has triumphed gloriously. The horse and rider thrown into the sea. Yeah, great song. That's Miriam's song. That's what she sang, okay? She pointed the people back to God she pointed them back to God when they started to look at man okay so it's like yay Miriam singing prophetess worshipper what a mighty woman of God what a mighty woman of God but you know what pretty much all the mighty people of God that are in the Bible they all had a weakness they all had things that they were dealing with okay and Miriam was no different, so we can relate, all right? Okay. So Miriam and Aaron, who are Moses' greatest supporters, brother and sister, they spoke against Moses because of the Ethiopian woman he had married. For he had married an Ethiopian woman. He married, she's called a Cushite, okay? Ethiopian woman. Moses married this woman. And Miriam and Aaron were very upset. They were not happy. Why? Maybe they were a bit racist. Maybe they were jealous because he's going to spend his time with her and not with them. Okay? And they said this, Has the Lord indeed spoken only through Moses? Like, is he our leader or are we Leah's too? Has he not spoken through us also? I mean, we're on a par with him, aren't we? And the Lord heard it. Now, it's true, they were all three leaders, okay? But Moses was the one chosen by God to be the leader. And then in the next few verses, I didn't put it in there. If you want to go and read it, read it. But God says, hey, you three, come out here. It says, God came down, and he called all three of them. He said, you three, come out here. Have you ever been called out by your parents? (laughs) Come on, you three, out here. I want to talk to you. (laughs) That's basically what God did. All three of you, come here. And then he said this, I speak, Miriam, Aaron, I speak to you in dreams and visions, but to Moses, I speak to him face to face different he's different i have called him and chosen him to be the deliverer of my people okay and when this happened god went up again and it says and suddenly miriam became leprous as white as snow and then Aaron turned toward miriam and there she was a leper you know what leprosy is? Have you ever had an itch? Ew. leprosy is like the worst kind of itch and pain okay it's a skin disease, and you had to be separated and there she was, a leper, leprosy was like a, a form, a sign of sin in the Old Testament, okay and so Aaron said to Moses, "Oh my Lord, he said to his brother, "Oh my Lord, please, do not lay this sin on us like." As if Moses could do anything about it. He didn't do this. But Aaron's saying, we've sinned. He's saying, Miriam and I have sinned. He's saying, do not lay this sin on us in which we've done foolishly. Because they were (coughs) criticising, they were chanting, and saying things they shouldn't have said about God's anointed leader, Moses. You know, they were jealous, they were threatened, whatever it was. They shouldn't have been speaking about him in this manner, obviously. He said, we've done foolishly. And he said, we've sinned. Please pray that she'll be healed. And of course Moses prayed for his sister to be healed, but she's got leprosy. And the law was that you had to be out, quarantined for seven days. Sounds like COVID, doesn't it? Quarantine for seven days, Okay. So Miriam was shut out of the camp, seven days, there it is. And the people did not journey till Miriam was brought in again. And afterward, the people moved from Hazaroth and camped in the wilderness of Paran. So the people waited for her. She was a respected leader who messed up, okay? But she had enough of a following and enough respect for them to wait for her. They didn't say, oh, forget it, let's go. They said, we're gonna wait for her. So everyone was on hold until Miriam was healed and God healed her. She came back and off they went again. You know, even leaders can make mistakes. Even though she was shut out, she was not left behind. You know, sometimes we feel maybe that, oh, you know, God's not favouring me. I feel like I'm shut out. I ble- but we're not left behind. We won't be left behind. You know, God is merciful. He was using this as an example. Using this as an example, but sadly the people didn't uh, follow uh, this example. So he disciplined her. This was not a judgement. This was a discipline, okay? Why did he discipline her? In Hebrews, the New Testament, there's an explanation. I love this one. My son, do not despise the Lord's discipline. Do not lose heart when he rebukes you. Because the Lord disciplines the ones he loves. And he chastens everyone. He accepts as a son. So if you feel like God's not happy with you sometimes and he's kind of, you know, disciplining you, That's his love. Not everything's smooth and easy and wonderful. Sometimes you feel things are difficult. I feel shut out. God, what's happening? He may be disciplining you. Why? Because he doesn't like you. (laughs) Because he loves you. And he's trying to work something in your character. He's trying to smooth out the rough places. Okay? The discipline. A good parent will discipline their child. It shows the boundaries, and you know what? They overstepped their boundaries. Aaron and Miriam overstepped their boundaries, and God was teaching and training them, disciplining them, because he loved them, leading and guiding them. And here we have the last part of the story. When they have gone for 40 years in this wilderness trek, children of Israel, the whole congregation, came into the wilderness of Zin in the first month, and the people stayed in Kadesh. That's where they started. They did a full circle, back to, back to square one, basically. And Miriam died there and was buried there. Right, to, right near, you could almost see, over into the Promised Land. Moses brought them out. He brought them to the Promised Land, but he didn't go in either. Aaron didn't go in either, and Miriam didn't go in either. She died there. She was 126 years old when she died there. And apparently, Miriam, Aaron and Moses all died within one year of each other. They all died in the same year. Then God took the people over. So does that mean he was mad with them? No. This is what he says through the prophet Micah later. He said, I brought you up. people of Israel he said I brought you up from the land of Egypt I redeemed you from the house of bondage and I sent before you Moses Aaron and Miriam there's his leaders there's his chosen ones Moses Aaron and Miriam she is honored by God she's acknowledged by God as one of the great leaders that brought the people out says, I sent them before you. They were your leaders. And there is Miriam, honoured by God. Honoured by God. She always acknowledged the Lord. She was a worshipper. She loved the Lord. But she had a weakness. I think that describes all of us. We acknowledge God, we honour God, but we've got weaknesses. And we need to deal with it or let the Lord deal with it. And The last thing I want to say is this, in Deuteronomy, be strong and of good courage. She was strong and courageous from the very beginning and all through her life. Be strong and of good courage. Do not fear, nor be afraid of them. For the Lord your God, he's the one who goes with you. He was with them when the Egyptians were tracking them down. He was with them in the wilderness. He was with them all the way and he's with us all the way too. He will not leave you, nor forsake you. That's our good, good father. And Miriam knew that. She honored the Lord. She led them in worship. She was a wonderful example of freely honoring God. Lord, let us be just like Miriam, That wonderful, prophetic, God fearing worshiper who is a leader in her own right. Lord, we don't need to be called a leader to actually have leadership qualities. Lord, she saw opportunities. She protected her baby brother. She spoke to Pharaoh's daughter. She saw and she spoke. Lord, she recognised opportunities. Help us to be just like her and recognise opportunities to see and to speak. Lord, she helped position her brother to be the hero and yet she was very heroic herself. Lord, but her weakness was she didn't know her boundaries and she overstepped. Her weakness is that she was jealous of intimidated, whatever it was. Help us, Lord, not to be critical or intimidated. To know our boundaries. To use our gifts to glorify you. To lead well, whatever we're doing. And to praise you, Lord, in the victories and through the challenges. To keep our attitudes right <coughs> we bless you and thank you Lord that you acknowledged her that you honored her Lord you acknowledge us you honor us with your goodness with your favor never leave us never forsake us we bless you tonight in Jesus mighty name amen Amen. Okay, everyone. If anyone needs prayer, I want to pray with you. Otherwise, say hi to somebody and have an awesome week.